The following is another dynamic message by Ryan Jacobs, prophet, teacher and leader of the Empowered Church. I want us to turn to John chapter number 3. In John chapter number 3, I'm going to start at verse number 12. And it says, if I have told you earthly things, Jesus speaking, and you believe not, how shall you believe if I tell you of heavenly things? And no man hath ascended up to heaven, but he that cometh came down from heaven, even the Son of Man which is in heaven. And as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so must the Son of Man be lifted up. I wanted to see, very, first of all, he says, if I told you of earthly things, talking to Nicodemus, he says, how, and you believe not. How shall you believe if I tell you of heavenly things? That means that Jesus, whatever he was telling, that he must be born again into the mother's womb, he was talking earthly things. He was using earthly analogy. And he says, but if I tell you of heavenly things, how will you, if you don't believe the earthly, how will you believe the heavenly? If I explain to you the nature of spirits using earthly things, and yet you, be, you leave not, yet you become offended, yet you become overcome, and your mind cannot handle it. What if I tell you heavenly things? That's what Jesus was saying to him. And then he, he, he said that no one, man have ascended up to heaven, but he that came down from heaven, even the Son of Man which is in heaven. So he says, yes, sir. he says, no man have ascended up to heaven. But the Son of Man, uh, uh, which came down from heaven. So he says, I have ascended already. Yet I am the one that came down from heaven. Yet I am in heaven. And he says here, says, says, even the Son of Man, which is in heaven. So he said he's uh, ascended into the heaven. He came down from heaven, and now he is in heaven. Right? It is spiritual. Just the statement, by the way, Jesus made to this man. And then in verse number 14, and he says, As Moses lifted up a serpent in the wilderness, even so, so must the Son of Man be lifted up. But for that, whosoever believeth in him shall not perish, but have, ever, ever, have eternal life. For God so loved the world that he, made his only, that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. Very famous scripture. For God uh, sent not his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. He that believeth on him that is not uh, on him is not condemned, and he that believeth not is condemned already, because he have not believed in the name of the uh, of the only begotten Son of God. And this is the condemnation: that light is come into the world, and men loved darkness rather than light, because their deeds were evil. For everyone that doeth evil hateth the light. Neither cometh to the light, unless his deeds shall be reproved. But he that doeth truth cometh to the light, but that his deeds might be made manifest, that they are wrought in God. So, 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 but he that doeth truth cometh to the light, that his deeds may be made manifest, 
but they were wrought in God. Again, but he that doeth truth cometh to the light, but his deeds may be made manifest that they were wrought in God. John chapter number 8. And verse number 31. And then Jesus to those Jews which believed on him. Remember, he said that the one that is, that believeth not is condemned, but the one that believes on him are saved. The one that believes not is condemned already. So now he's not talking about the ones that don't believe. He's talking about the ones that believe. Right. Then Jesus said to those Jews which believed on him. If you continue in my word, then are he my disciples indeed. And you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. So he says to them, he that doeth the truth, love of the light, come unto the light, to, to show, to make manifest that their deeds were done, wrote in God. And so they are the ones that believe. And so they are the ones that believe. So he says, and now, if you continue in my word, then you are my disciples, and you shall know the truth, and the truth will make you free. I want us to turn to 2 Thessalonians chapter number to I believe, let me. Chapter number two. And verse is number seven. Ah, let me read verse number one. I'll skip right? So now we beseech you, brethren, by the coming of our, of our Lord Jesus Christ and by our gathering together unto him, that ye be not uh, shaken, uh, not soon shaken in mind and be, or be troubled, neither by spirit or by word, nor by letter as from us, as that the day of Christ is at hand. Let no man deceive you by, by any means, for that day shall not come except there be a, f a falling away first. And that man, that, that the man of sin, that man of sin be revealed, the son of perdition, who opposes and exalted himself above all that is called God, and that is worshipped so that he, he as God, instead of in the temple of God, show of himself that he is God. Remember he not that when I was uh, yet with you, I told you these things. And now you know uh, uh, what to withhold of that he might be revealed in his time. For the mystery of iniquity do have already worked. Only he even will now let, uh, will let and until he be taken away, out of the way. Then shall that wicked be revealed. That the Lord shall consume, whom the Lord shall consume with the spirit of his mouth. And shall, de shall destroy with the brightness of his coming. Even him whose coming is after the working of Satan, with all power and signs and lying wonders, and with all deceivableness of unrighteousness in them that perish, because they receive not the love of the truth, that they may, that they may be saved. For this cause shall God send them strong delusion, that they believe a lie, that they all might be damned who believe not the truth, 
but he but had pleasure in unrighteousness. The revelation of Scripture is, is, is consistent. And so Jesus, the Apostle Paul, continued the man that was preached the gospel and taught directly by Jesus. He's speaking here and says that God, because men did not believe the truth, God will send them a strong delusion than believe a lie. Understanding these things are important. Because in Ephesians chapter 4, verse number 17, So this I say therefore and testify in the Lord that you henceforth walk not as other Gentiles walk in the vanity of their mind, having the understanding darkened, being alienated from the life of God, for the ignorance that is in them because of the blindness of the heart, who being past feeling have given themselves over to lasciviousness, to work all uncleanness with greediness, but you have not so learned Christ. There is a vanity of mind. There is a certain type of reasoning that the world walks in. It is of the five senses. It is of the flesh. The transformation that comes via Jesus comes via his life. It is not something that you learn. It is something that you become. We spoke about it weeks ago. The shining light that shone in our hearts to give us the knowledge the light that shone on the face of Jesus Christ to give us his substance has become a treasure on the inside. The things of Christ, you have not so learned Christ. We don't learn Christ by intellectualism, by human experience. We don't learn Christ from one another. Christ is imparted to us by light. That's why Paul prayed in Ephesians chapter number one. He says that, that God may grant you. So I bow my knee to the God and Father of, the, uh, of our Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, you know, uh, I say, I, you know, day and night, never making, uh, being, making mention of you in my prayers. Why? That God may grant you the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of him. The eyes of understanding be enlightened that you may know. So you, we, you, we learn, we know him by the eyes of our understanding being enlightened. And that is a spirit of wisdom revelation given in the knowledge of Jesus, the Christ. And understanding that is important because our transformation does not happen by our learnings. But it happens by our renewal. That's what the scripture says, be not conformed to this world, but be thou transformed. By, transformed how? By the renewing of your mind. So it's in our renewal. That, that it is the light that shines. And that light of Jesus that shines is what brings the renewal. 
of the mind, the dead cells, becomes revitalized, illuminated with revelation and understanding, with the Gnosis of God. This is very important. Man has perished because they partook of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Now, the, not the tree, the fruit that they took from the tree, it comes up by, it, you learn, you assimilate, you grow in the knowledge of good and evil. Uh, by, and you can increase in it and become fed up in it. Fed up, like you fed until you grow up in by the feeding on it. And it comes by the five senses. And by the reasonings that, that, that way becomes the center for the processing center of what the five senses are telling you. Right? So the senses, uh, we said that the senses, that the taste is for the soul. We looked at it a few weeks ago. Can you give me something? I, I maybe gain or something. This thing is flat. And so, we spoke about the soul. And we said how that the soul is fed by the five senses. That the body can be fed without the five senses. Using the instrument for feeding, which is the mouth. Digesting through the organs right down the digestive system and the body is fed. There are people that are being fed in hospitals now without opening their mouth. They are being, they, 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 they have uh, uh, being fed the, the, the nutrients directly into the body, the five senses, none of them are unconscious. But their body is alive. And so the five senses are the, uh, uh, you know, are, are, are the gates to the human soul. Do you understand that? And then these, the mouth and the eyes and the, the, the faculties of the, the, the instruments of the hands and the feet, the move, movement of the body is, the, is the, out, the outlet of the human soul. Yeah? The expression of it. And so we have to understand then, then that in the mind of the soul, the mind part of man, is the processing center for what information it gathers from the five senses. Therefore, people can tell you that the body was where people came from a coma. If you speak to them, they will say, I was conscious. I could just not, my, I was conscious, I was in a coma. But I was, I could hear and see around me. People came around me. I could hear. I wanted to talk, but my mind, my, my, my lips wouldn't move. I was shouting. They didn't hear me. Why? Because the mind was alive. Because it is the faculty of the soul. The brain, of course, is, a, is like a CPU. Yeah, that's why the rich man could cry out and howl and says, "Un." Why? Because five senses were still being fed without the body. This is important because we have to 
Walk in the Spirit. And walking in the Spirit has nothing to do with the five senses. Walking in the Spirit has nothing to do with the soul. Walking in the Spirit has nothing to do with your personality. Walking in the Spirit has to do with the Spirit. Therefore, everything that is of the Spirit, you must understand things that are of the Spirit are unconscious. I can get up here, quote scriptures, tell my stories, relate in history whatever I have assimilated, and I will not be touching spirit once. But yet you'll be all getting excited. Because we must understand spirit. Spirit again is unconscious. Your soul is unconscious of the spirit. So much of what we deem as spirit is actually the soul in the body of Christ. Soul in the church. It is strong soul. But that's strong spirit. Therefore, there's a lack, there's a deficit of the spirit world working with that spirit. Because the tree of the knowledge, that fruit of that tree that tells us that we are spiritual, but we are not. Because spirit is unconscious. It's an unconscious realm. A continuous unconscious realm. Around you now, the spirit world is active. You are sitting in the spirit world. You are residing now, you're standing in the spirit. But you're not even aware. You're unconscious of it. You're unaware. The things of the spirit are discerned. Therefore, the manifestation of the Spirit is a discerning of spirits. One of the, the, the people called the gifts of the Spirit in Corinthians chapter 12. It is important because it is the one thing that makes you dependent on God. If you memorize the scripture, you memorize a whole lot. You become dependent on, you become leaning on your memory, yet you must know the word. But if you are not aware, it has not dawned on you that the realm of the spirit is unconscious, you will, what you receive, lodge it all in your soul. And when you need to pull the spiritual trigger, you will not have nothing in there. Because you stored the ammunition somewhere else. It must now be metamorphosed. It must now be converted into usable form. For the bulk of the church, the overwhelming majority, this is what I am saying, is foreign. Because men think 
They are spiritual when they are just soulish. Very few spiritual people have walked this earth in Christianity. Very few. Just think of it. You can have a child. You can look after that child. Feed that child free good meals. Warm clothes. Look after the child's body. Keep the child in the house. Barely talk to the child. But the child's body will continue to grow. Do you understand? But it doesn't say you've encountered the child's soul or the child's personality. But you can take care of the child's body. But then you can have the body taken care of and the soul taken care of, which most parents on earth, most them do to a degree but it doesn't say you've touched this child's spirit these the things of the spirit therefore in our times past spiritual men gave up on the generation because the people that come around them would interpret what they're doing as so so they can talk like them, they can quote the scriptures like them, they sound like them, but they don't move God like that. Don't move the devil out of the way like that. But can move us all like that. They can move us just like the great general of God. They can move, we all feel the same emotions. But somehow, the heavenly is missing. Why? So. You have to understand the spirit world has nothing to do with your five senses, your soul, your knowledge, your personality, your wants, your wishes, what you want to do. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. That is all soul. Everything that I want God, it is your soul. I want that it's soul. I love it's soul. I pursue God a soul. I prayed, it is soul. I read the word, it is soul. I worship, it is soul. It is all. You are conscious of it. It is so. And so much of Christianity is so. Therefore, after a while, the generals of God, the ones who, they gave up. Because you, 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 you can have hours of being poured into, but if you don't understand spirit, you will not store it in spirit. You will store it in soul. And after soul will be so big, that soul will not allow spirit to get, receive anything. Therefore, we now come to a point where we have strength in, in titles. We need another force now to prove that we are of God now. To commend ourselves among ourselves. But yet our power, our, the presence of the heavenly do not match our stature or status of men. Why? Soul. Spirit very weak. We have to come to the truth 
till we come in love to be holy. The spiritual reality. What we know as a reality in truth is actually just facts. Subject to change. But the truth, the eternal reality, eternal life, we know not. Therefore, Pilate asked Jesus, what is truth? We can't define it. But he came to bear witness, Jesus, to the truth. He said, the truth is in Jesus. The Holy Spirit is the spirit of reality. If you want to benefit from the Spirit's presence in your life, Jesus said, he, the spirit of truth, is coming, will guide you in all to all truth and show you things to come. And so we have to, we have the Holy Spirit, but why is it if every Christian have the Holy Spirit? Why is there so little of guiding into all reality? Why is there so little of uh, being shown the things to come? Why? Most of the things lodge within the soul that is foreign to the spirit, a different world. The land, the land in Zimbabwe, it says of South Africa. In Namibia, it says Africa. It's somewhere straight in, the, in Lesotho, but not in South Africa. So near, yet so far. These things are very important. It is little things. That's what the word of what, of, what does the word of God says in Hebrew chapter number four. Verse number 12. We're going to read from verse number 11. Let us labor, therefore, to enter that rest. Ah, let me see. Let me read from verse number 6, completeness 7. So seeing, therefore, it remained that some must, some must enter therein. Talking about the rest. But they... And they, to, to whom it was first preached, entered not in because of unbelief. Again, he limited a certain day, saying, saying in David, Today, after so long a time, as it is said, Today, if you will hear his voice, harden not your hearts. For if Jesus had given them rest, then he would not afterward have spoken of another day. There remained therefore a rest to the people of God. For he that has entered into his rest, he have also have deceased from his own works as God did from his. Let us labor therefore to enter that rest, lest any man fall after the same example of unbelief. For the word of God is quick and powerful, sharper than any two edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit. And of the joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. Neither is there any creature that is not manifest in his sight, 
But all things are naked and open under the eyes of him with whom we have to do. Since the word of God is sharper in it through his soul, piercing even this extremity, even to, the, the, to dividing asunder of soul and spirit. That means soul and spirit are so close to one another. It takes the word of God to, to, to separate the two. And that is the reason why what we think is spirit is actually soul. Uh, when there is a war, war zone, then they will send or, or um, even elections, but let's take war. They will send observers, say it's a peace treaty, observers. And then observers will be put on the ground. And once observers are there, they'll breathe in the same air from that... Um, from that country, they will eat the same food, they will be there, they will mingle with the people of that country. If there's a two warring factions and they have made a peace treaty, they'll even mingle with both parties. But there are international observers there. The same with elections, they send observers there. To look at whether the elections in certain countries that the, that the world deemed to be democratic, uh, uh, it's not to be free or fair elections, you know, uh, I'm talking according to their language, they will send their observers to observe the elections. They'll be there, they'll be watching the people vote. They will watch the people operate, they'll watch the difficult poli different political parties, they will, they will and they'll be there. And their job is to be what? Independent and observe. If they send in peacekeepers in the war zone, like the United, uh, United Nations, they're not here to war with, for the government, against the government, for the rebels, against the rebels. No. They are just there to keep the peace. They have the ability, they may have weaponry, but they're on a peacekeeping mission. So they are there, but they are not there. They are there in body. They are there, with, with, but they are not there as we would think there to be. They are not part of it. They are not chosen aside. They have no emotions in the, in the game. The reason why Christians are soulish, they have too much emotions in the game. The spirit, it is important to understand. You look throughout scripture. When God chose Moses, he did not see Moses as part of the people. Moses had a, a brother there, a biological brother and a biological sister. But when Moses said, take this people that you have, God, God said to Moses, take this people that you have brought up. He separated Moses. In his mind, Moses was separate from the people. Then Moses said to him, but it's the people that you brought. Moses also was not taking claim for them. No ownership. Now you have two independent parties. 
talking about that people there where his, uh, where his uh, nephews are in and uh, his brothers and sisters in, down there. But Moses is talking to them like it's in the third. He's talking about some other people. They are now uh, doing. Your, you did it. It's your people. God says, no, it's your people. He says, yet Moses, under the time of the Lord, no one even knew the Lord face to face. The Lord knew face of Moses. It tells you what it means to know him. The reason Moses was there, God did not make Moses and say, never did the people, the person understood. Moses, being a man, was independent. Do you understand? Spirit is like that. The spirit is here, living here. What did Moses eat? What did Moses drink? The same water from the same rock, the same manner. He ate. Where did Moses sleep? It's also there. Who did Moses interact with? The same. When God came and says, "Take you, take this." He says, no, you, you. Therefore, the Lord said, I will kill all these people. And from you, Moses, I'll raise them up. Why? He didn't see Moses as part of it. Spirit. That's of Jesus, life of Jesus, the same. Therefore, the church is called the Ecclesia. That's why he called out from the monk. That's why he redeemed from the monk. We looked at it in Revelation chapter number five, out of. Now, the reason why a man cannot come out of and become spirit, why, why spiritual things cannot benefit them is because they are in the soul. Because spirit, in order to walk in the spirit, You have to live the unconscious life. You, the spirit is like that. He's an observer, but yet he's a participator. He's a driver. But he doesn't drive on the way from, on the way from interest. Self-interest, because he has no self. The soul has self. The soul is your self-consciousness, your personality. The spirit has no self. Although the spirit is a true you, it is the spirit of a man. And not the soul of the spirit. Because the spirit has no sense of ownership. So therefore, when I say to you, my wife, it cannot, it's not my spirit speaking. When I say my children, it ain't spirit, it is soul. That's why ownership is never given to the spirit, but uh, the spirit is given, uh, the, but the soul is referred to as having a spirit, the, the spirit of a man. Even we say, and we come to the man, the spirit of just men made perfect. The spirits are there, of the just men made perfect. They, they are the spirits. This is, don't say the just men are there. This is the spirits of the just men are there. 
but yet the spirit is still linked to the man. Spirit has no self and has no ownership. So if I say, uh, my microphone is my soul saying, I pray for my family. It's not my spirit. It's my soul. For the spirit, not only, uh, not only the father of spirits, only Abba father. Do you understand this? So a lot that is happening in the body of Christ is not spirit. It is soul speaking. So moving, so active, and when they pull the three, it's nothing. Why? Because it was never there. It's not in his consciousness. It's not in self. This is a very simple thing, but very important to understand. You can be around Jesus Himself. And not catch and don't understand this, you will not benefit you. You will betray Jesus and hang yourself. So that's how Jesus is very born with Spavias. Therefore, a man sent of God, John said, yeah, speak of the words of God, God gave his prayer of measure. That's why God says when this, the young boy, the spirit of the young boy was, and he went into the desert. This is the most important thing. And the word of God must be able to divide and show you spirit and soul. And therefore, because of our strong soulish demand, we cater for soul. Yeah. We cater for body. Yeah. So, other words. You are in here now. In this place now. In this Instead of sitting on the field. In the sun. Why? Because we're catering to your spirit? No. It's because we want to preserve and make comfortable your body in order to engage your soul, or to please your soul, so the soul can have the attention, enough attention span to look. But if you think Jesus Christ's mission in this church is to please you, to preserve your body and please your soul, you are deceived. And that is where deceptions come in. And that's why there's a great falling away in our day. 
That's why there's a great pleasing, a great move to make you feel good about yourself, God, and others. There are mega ministries built only on that mission to make you feel good. The spirit don't feel. Emotions. It's in the soul. Do you understand? And so when you come to the house of the Lord, do not think what, what, because the wall is painted and, uh, oh, you know, we have fans here, and there's a water cooler we catered to. No, it's not essential. To spirit. Yeah. Whoever Paul and Silas didn't praise him in the five-star hotel, but in the stocks in the dungeons. We were spiritual. Yeah? And the moment you demand things in the flesh, and that is the conditions where you be in the house of God, or in prayer, or anything with the Lord, no, you are a carnal person. You are sensory driven, ruled. Yes? None of us. I want to bust this glass over, over my head and take a shop and pierce my skin. I don't want to do that. My soul don't want to pray. I don't want to be inflicted like that. I want to be comfortable. I enjoy being comfortable. Do you think I want to sweat? No. I want to have comfort. But is that God? No. Is that spirit? No. That is my soul. And if that is an excess like that, it will, it will hamper the move of the spirit, the movement of the spirit in through my life. You understand? Creature comforts kills destiny. And so understand that and I'm saying that to, to say, I'm saying a couple of things, but I'm saying that to, to you to understand our mission here first. Because your whole life, as certainly as our natural lives are, is designed around our comfort, the edification, the preservation, the development of our soul. But yet, the strongest soul, souls encounter the, can encounter a spiritual opposition in a moment and, and, and this be destroyed inexplicably or deviated, going in a down spiral. Yet the soul that has the most comfort can, can gain the whole world and close their eyes and be lost. Like the rich man in the story of Jesus and Lazarus. Understanding then that that is not an that's not what we come to do in the house of the Lord, not this ministry particular. Here we cater to spirit, so that one or two of you, 
may be truly spiritual in this life and never suffer the losses of this world. If you're going to perish, you must know at what you're perishing. Why are you perishing? I mean, say, yeah, let me perish. You must understand, if you are not conscious of the spiritual world, not live the unconscious life, you will be unconscious. You will be oblivious to the happenings and the movings of spirits. Do you understand? So, for you to be in the know, you must live the spirit life. And that, my brother and sister, is difficult. It's a decision and the assistance of the Holy Spirit. But it is difficult. Because we have been trained up like other Gentiles to walk in the vanity of our reasoning. The thinking is not spiritual thinking. There's a great man of God that went to be with the Lord and he had disciples. He had them sit in sand, apparently. Hot sand on their knees. Praying for hours. It's the induction. It was painful. Some could not sit and stand for days. Calluses. In the burning sun, the sun became like an oven. Have them fast. Without water, without food, in a tropical environment, in a heated environment, where the temperature never goes below, below 28, 29, 30 degrees. Have them come in, say, a team. They can only sleep for two hours, pray for two until they fast and pray, until they are at the point of death. But the testimony is that during that times of their sleeping, they're having heavenly encounters. It's just simple, because we're at the point of death. Now those individuals when get up, and heaven shows up for them. Now, we think when we complain about our comfort, we're going to have the same response from the spiritual world. No. Why did, why did the man do that? Because true discipleship is fellowship. It didn't take them to a prayer line. Because that is not discipleship. That to say, that's how you pray. No, that is instruction. They will pray for a season and fall out tomorrow. The, the war and the turbulence will kill them. Truly. Destroy the life. 
gave him words and put them in disciplines, in the thinking to sustain. He told them, anointing comes in a moment, a character preparation takes a lifetime. But because we have been trained in the consciousness of the soul, we are familiar, we think we are. But that world is so foreign. And so that world, the world of the invisible, sweeps people away. Because men have not learned to adapt to the invisible world. Therefore, they perish and perish and perish. Because they understand not spirit. Because the soul has become so well built up. So well in this formation. Of economic spiritual things. their soul has become a shadow of the of spirit. It is a form with no substance called the form of godliness. It's just a form. You can see, you can recognize that it looks like the spirit and you see the reflection. But it's not. Do you understand? And so you have to develop an appetite, a hunger, when you become conscious. But you have not been conscious of the spirit. When you realize, I thought I was spiritual, but the life I live, I am too in control of it. I can know. Therefore, when I say, look, see, uh, people want visions they can control. But then, uh, now, why am I saying this is important? Because the soul will depend on two things it will lean on. It leans on the information it got from men. It got through the senses, which are most of the time from men. Obviously, you read something, who gave it to you? Yeah. And if you study nature, but even that, you, you they use a body of man's n accumulated knowledge to discern even their own observation. And the other thing is other souls like them, people. Okay? These are the two things that the soul depends upon. The spirit only depends on God. But it's unconscious dep dependence, not conscious to you. Most people will, will, will find their spirits when they come out of the body and they look. There is my body, there is another me. Uh -huh. 
the first time. God don't want that to be the first time. God wanted that to be, to be, you understand? You have to be living now already. The one who ascended and is, uh, and descended and behold now is. Yeah, that's why you are seated with Christ in the heavenlies. So. So has those two dependencies. Information to the senses. The foundation is man. And other in the present, other men. You understand? But those things are not reality. Because you know what? What if I said, uh, um, at the time man had knowledge before the wheel was invented. Before a lot of things was done, there was trial and error. But if you believed the knowledge before it became proven, you believed and you thought it was truth, but it was not reality. Man has been able to increase in invention because it discovered that what they knew before was false. That is what happens to man. Man improves. And so if I believe you today, your knowledge, the knowledge of the books, we saw it the last few years, isn't it? From eight meters away. When it does this, when it does this, then it's confusion. Yes. When it's in the sea, when it's in the... We saw. You couldn't even get into the sea because there was a special sea virus there. It's only there to get surface and beach walkers. Yes. And then that body of that changed. Now you believe that. You make that your gospel. Then it changes when the next you are now a false preacher. You're carrying a false gospel. And then people can pretend. If you depend on information from man, you are on shaky ground because it's ever moving. Okay. And if you been depend upon people, people change. People pretend. Somebody can pretend to like you and not like you. David says, the same man that even me, he's the one that turned against me. Why am I saying this? If you get strong in soul, that's the only things you can depend upon. But it says in the last day, there shall come a strong delusions of his sin. And they may be perceived by a lie. So other words. The way, who is going to be deceived in our day? The ones that love not truth. But truth, Jesus said it there uh, before, he was, before, before he came to Pilate. He said it under the Father in his prayer in John 17, 17. Thy word is, I am the truth. Continue in my word. Who is the one that guides us into all reality? It's called the spirit of reality. The Holy Spirit, the spirit from God, the spirit of truth is the one that guides us. 
not the knowledge of man. So in our day, now things are changing. One country was, was, was the poster child for corruption. Now the same people that say the poster child for corruption the one day, the next day. It is a, it's, a, it's a country of heroes. That same man is a hero, yet he was in the same way for corruption. You see, the world is changing. And if you delete, you will be on shaky ground. You think who will be deceived in the last day, in these days, who will be deceived? The ones that depend upon the soul. Because we'll tell you that things are relative and never one and other relative. And if that man says, I am friends with this other guy fighting me now, he says, You too are deceived. <laughs> if that man decides to say, I stop today, I saw everything, I join the, guy, the lions of the east, he becomes the enemy. The narrative will change overnight. The next day, the next news, but he decides, he announced that at, at, at noon, I am no longer, I join with the people of the east now. My currency is no longer with the. I am going to take over. We, are, oh, we have made friends. Yes. Yeah. We, we all are now. And in, immediately becomes the enemy. But yet he was as a hero. That is the truth of the world. And in the last day, there comes deceptions. We are in the, the we are in this, in these days, deception. And the soul can be deceived because the soul has no courage to lean on but the five senses and, the, and people. Do you understand? Therefore, if a spirit is moving towards you, you can have all the knowledge in the world, you can have all the friends in the world, you can be connected to the whole world, but if a spirit reaches you and he has a path to your life, it will take you and everything you own, everything you, you suffer, everything about down in a moment. Such is the power of spirit and the superiority of spirit. And if we don't understand it, we will walk as weak individuals and weak Christians in this world. We pride ourselves on the movement of progression, one step upon another. Not upon the winds of change that blow across the earth and across nations. We look at events. We surmise how fast we are changing, how fast the economy is changing, how fast, and we, and, we, and we look at the rhythm and we, get, and we adapt to that rhythm, not knowing a wind of change can come suddenly. Men have walked like this, walked like this, walked like this, and, oh, and they're gone. Spirit of death. The graveyard spirit has entered. No warning. And yet, as Christians, we see all that, but yet we are blind. And in the last day, mm, you don't continue in reality, which is the spirit of reality. Truth, my brother, is spiritual. The truth is the Holy Spirit. The truth is the word of God. The truth is the spirit. The reality of the spirit world. 
if the hand is moved away like that and God's blow, the, he will feel it will wipe out and you'll see this is all, all just temporary like that. And you will see these things are spiritual. Eternal in nature. Whatever it is opposed to, whatever what is seen is temporal. But what last is the things that are not seen. The things you see are subject to change. Why do you depend upon it? But the things that are unseen, Second Corinthians number five, it is no, oof, chapter four at the end, at the end there. Yeah, it is unseen things are permanent, they're unchangeable. They are the foundations. Why do as Christians we lean upon the soul? Why? Because we are deceived, we think it is the spirit. The Holy Spirit don't want you to be deceived in our day. Yeah. Therefore, we are so used to the comfort. I tell you, there are things coming on the earth now. I it is on my heart, and I'm praying for the way in the will of the Lord. To speak to you, to share my perspective from my eyes, from the visions of the Lord, from the revelation of the Christ. Of what was happening in our day and what will happen. I just want to take two years. Yeah. I started exercising prayer this morning. Take two years of the visions of the Lord concerning the first times. Starting in March, I think I started in March 20, 2019, 22nd March 2019. And I'll start with, the, with what the Lord said just about this period of time. Why don't we talk about it? It is not, I am unconscious to this word. So it was told me, I said, yes, sir. And I lifted it there. Prayed for it and lifted. Because I am on the earth as a sojourner, as a spirit. But there are things in the spirit. So just so you can understand when what is going to come on the world and see perspective from God's eyes. What can come in the world is beyond your imagination. You have, you have never had it so bad on the earth. I said to you, I told you just a few months ago, you remember, I said, I hear wars and smitings. From this pulpit, reading the vision of the I, I hear wars and smiting. Yeah, you've seen a war now, man. There are many things. But I just want to go through it. Just highlight. So that you can have a perspective of spiritual things and think from the world from the realm of the spirit. But things are coming now. Hey! I told you for years now. Manuals grounds for food is coming a famine. Hmm? Now they are planning it already. <laughs> you, uh, newspaper, now you can go. They are planning already. I told you two years ago already. But a real one will come now. Uh, not 23, 2024. You see the you see this do you see the rain? You miss it. There can, be, can be geological changes. Atmospheric changes. 
Like, see the problem of, of, of how do we respond then to that? Spirit. Because it's the only thing that can move outside of the track of time. And I'll explain to you when I read the vision of the Lord and the words of the Lord. What the Lord has intended for you in during this time. As God's people. Amen. That God is hopeful. Expectant. That the spiritual, that these true children, the spirit of the just man, you, you, partakers of the heavenly calling, will arise and move by spiritual movement. If not, we succumb to this thing coming. Men are going to lose big time in time. People that were millionaires are going to stop being that. This is, we told you in 2019, we said what is coming is because of spiritual war. Not soulish war, spiritual war. They are fighting this war, this intensity in the spiritual realm. Why don't you, it's a nice day out there, why don't you hear the bombs? Saints, no, no, it's spiritual. But what you see here is the outcomes you see. These are the things. What you hear is just the fruit. The overflow from the spiritual world. Interpreted at a one point in time, but not to eternity. So it changes all, all along the way. The levee walls that men have built against the storm, even the ones that think they're in control, it's not going to work. The force of the tsunami is to go. God has uh, put you in the spirit to be an ark. You understand? For the saving of your household and beyond. Amen. And so, it is our, just an exhortation. This morning, once again. It's an exhortation. To be his spiritual. Amen. The tone of God in the Bible. I have found it so in my own life. God absolutely knows he's in control. <laughs> These beings, the, the story of Job, for example. God and Satan bargaining over the life of another man, over his children, over his substance, over his reputation, over his body, without his opinion. No input, no consultation. Being made upstairs by the board of directors, you have no say. 
it is time that you get into the world of spirits. Amen. Amen. So that you can stand in the counsel of the Lord. Amen. And not be a victim. Not get the bulletin. But be there when the bulletin is being written. Amen. Be a part of it. But it is difficult. It is difficult for you to change. If you refuse to change. You refuse. Because the only thing that you have as your security is flesh. We must enter the spiritual walk in the Holy Ghost. That's the only thing that will save us. And cause us to thrive, more than survive, thrive Amen. in the crisis. The spiritual world has a uh, surveillance system. Satellites in the spirit, if you will. Circumventing the physical world. Remember, the spiritual intersphere, the physical. It's around and inside the physical world. They don't exist in the same space. Because that realm is not in space. They don't even exist in the same time. So that one is across time. This one has a memory of time. Anticipation of future. But it lives only in the now. This world, physical world. It bears the scars of the yesterday. The spiritual realm is experiencing yesterday as it was today. Tomorrow as it is today. You and I must find our residency, our movements, our strength in the spirit. So that when the spiritual realm contracts and expands, hey, uh, we are not uh, affected by those movements because we are also movement. I tell you a mystery. Things are coming. It's coming. You don't even, you know, when everything was nice, you could look at me funny. Now you, even your leaders are telling you that now. You switch on the news, it is telling you now. That means it's a we are upon. It's upon now. It's almost, a, it's almost, almost too late. You could say it's too late. So, when the surveillance system is there, you can do whatever you want to to prepare in the natural. But if that, they want to send a drone and shoot and destroy your provisions, your preparations in the flesh, they can just shoot you. Because they have superior power. They have spirit. They have an advantage. You can't see them. They'll come and strike and leave, and you don't even know they have hit. Only when you see what had happened. So, and Jesus, he looked at the victory. And he went to the victory because he was hungry to see if he might get fixed on it. But he was not fixing it yet. And he spoke to the victory, and he says, No man is free from thee from now on. 
nobody ever saw that it was standing. Look at Jesus like. But yet they say immediately the victim withered away. Where? In the spirit. Immediately from the roots. The next morning they come and Peter says, Behold, Lord, look at thousands of people. Say, Behold, Lord, the victory has dried up from the roots. They could see. Now, why do we know from the roots? It's because they could see that maybe the, the top part maybe still be green. But they could see the root was already dried. But the top has not yet uh, got the news that I'm dead already in the roots. Therefore, you can see things that are look green, but they've died already from the roots. Spirit have the ability. Spirit will to do that to the natural. Do you understand this? So have you looked at a victory on the green leaves after Jesus walked away? And you say, wow, this is potential. Fix season it will give me. What if uh, it was you were if they were selling it and you were buying it and you carried it away? You would not even know when you planted there by your house that actually it's dead already. The next morning you find it dry from the roots. You go back to the seller. You say you sold me a dad. You like the blah blah blah. They will say no, it's your ground. No, you you move. You did something wrong. It will be like that. Therefore, and nobody will know that has happened in many lives. Things that have gone wrong, misdiagnosed. That was cursed in the spirit. That's happened to many. A lot of answers. They moved. That victory was moved. It was cursed, and it moved somewhere else. Till today, they don't find an answer for why it was that way. Do you understand? But Jesus knew. He said, Behold, I say, not only will you done victory, but you move the mountain. Explain. We must be the one that must stop being oblivious. Mm. We must be able to see that green eye, but Jesus is really cursed. So it's going to. Do you understand? This is an exhortation. Be he spiritual. Be he spiritual. Why? Because a strong delusion is is walking on the face of the earth, deceiving all mankind. The moment they can come and say the Easter Bunny is God. And whoever speaks against the Easter Bunny gets uh, cancer. You know, the majority of people will go, you don't think, maybe you yourself will go with the Easter Bunny. You know why? Because they'll put it on every news channel everywhere. Whenever you say anything else, it will pop up and says, this is misinformation. Click on this link for more information on the Easter Bunny. When everybody around in your circle will love the Easter Bunny, eventually you'll love the Easter Bunny too. You'll even cook, you, even if you don't believe everything, you, know, you will go along with the Easter Bunny. And from the Easter Bunny will tell you to do something else that may persuade you and your heart is in what the Easter Bunny. You know what the Easter Bunny, but what the Easter Bunny told you, you like that. And that's how many, by a strong illusion, shall be deceived in the last day. Lying signs and wonders. 
Why? Because they love not the truth. They love facts. They love the world. They love emotion. They love the five senses. But they love not the word, the spirit word. Do you understand this? So my exhortation is very simple this morning. It's now known. Be he spiritual. Let's stand. Hallelujah. Thank you for listening to this message, and we hope it has been a blessing to you. Our goal is to change the way you see and know Jesus, leaving your life empowered, envisioned and enriched. For more messages by Prophet Ryan Jacobs or for more information about the Empowered Church go to www.empoweredchurch.com or view our YouTube channel, Empowered Church TV. Feel free to come join our life-changing services.